This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society, and we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. Hello, Hearts of Oak, and welcome to another interview coming up in a moment with Jake Lang, who rejoined us. He was with us uh, last year, and he joined us to discuss an update. He, of course, one of the J6ers incarcerated. He joined us from his cell in D.C., and he shares a big move in the right direction, which is an application that is being submitted at the Supreme Court for them to be involved in this. No one has really wanted to be involved with the J6ers, the hundreds and hundreds of individuals who have been locked away with no access to justice. And Jake joined us to talk about their trials, talk about his faith, which has kept him strong through this, uh, the engagement with the prison officers, with other prisoners, and how the, the Republican Party have really done little to help them and just want the J6ers to be swept under the carpet as a problem they hope to go away. But he talks about their legal fund, j6legal.org, and also shares how you can remember them if you're a Christian in prayer. Jake Lang, it is wonderful to have you back with us. Thank you so much for joining Heart of Oak today. My brother, thank you for having me on. God bless you guys. God bless you. And I want to actually touch on your faith, which I think gives you strength. And as a, as a Christian, I am uh, encouraged um, that you are holding fast to God. But l- let's take slightly back. Can you give us an update? We spoke last year, and it seems to be that it's been chaos has suddenly opened up in regards to those who have been held for J6. So what is your current situation, Jake? So, Peter, I have been held as a political prisoner in the United States of America. I'm actually in Washington, D.C. jail right now, about five miles from the United States Capitol. I've been held here for almost 1,000 days now. It's about uh, day 972, I believe, without a trial here in America for my actions, for my patriotic stand that I took on January 6th at the United States Capitol to help protest a stolen election that the Democrats uh, orchestrated against our then-sitting President Donald Trump. It was like a communist coup d'etat. Um, Joe Biden, a puppet regime leader from uh, bought and paid for by China, was installed as our president. And since then, um, his Department of Justice, his uh, FBI agents, have wreaked havoc on America, arresting thousands of other patriots and um, just hardworking, regular, everyday Americans for their uh, protests on January 6th as well. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the most incredible situations. You know, America's always pointed out other countries for, you know, how they arrest their political opponents and keep them in these gulag-like conditions and solitary confinement and torture them. And now here we are in 2021 to 2023, nearly three years now, um, I've been held as a political prisoner here um, in America. It's, it's, it's quite disheartening and saddening, but like you mentioned, we know God has a plan. Amen. Can, can I ask you, uh, when we spoke, you shared that you were held in solitary confinement for some of that time without access to uh, actual people. 
Um, what is the, the current situation like? And just can you remind our viewers what that was like? Yeah. Um, so the current situation right now, I'm in Washington, D.C. jail. Before I spoke to you, I was across the Potomac River um, in Alexandria, Virginia, um, in a solitary confinement holding area over there for six months. They had me throughout the last about 33, 34 months. I've been incarcerated. Uh, about 20 of those months have been in le legitimate solitary confinement conditions where I'm in my cell 22 hours a day, no human contact. Um, rarely get to go outside. Um, just, you know, just a deprivation of, of humanity, uh, what, you know, human beings' rights are afforded. I know there in Great Britain and, and the UK, especially, um, you guys really have a different standard uh, when it comes to incarceration and, uh, you know, the rights that are afforded to, to people who have made mistakes. Uh, unlike me, just being a patriot, first of all, and second of all, pre-trial detainee who has not been convicted of any crime, um, I was tortured uh, as well as many other Jan Sixers with this uh, 22 hours a day inside your cell only. Sometimes it was even 23 hours a day or more. Um, and even locked in our cell for weeks at a time for refusing to take COVID tests. Um, and, you know, once every three or four days afforded, you know, a 10 minute shower. Um, so, I mean, it was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely a trying time. Uh, persecution at the highest degree for political opponents, for, Christians and conservatives here in America. This is what uh, the the Biden regime, Joe Biden, the de and the progressive ultra liberal Democrats really represent here. They want to torture, um, you know, red blooded, good hearted, um, everyday American citizens, and they did just that to me. Now, I am in prison. Um, I'm in the D January 6th Patriot Pod right now, Peter, which is about 40 other January Sixers here with me. Um, the conditions are a little bit better. We're still definitely not being treated um, as humanely as uh, as many other prisoners across the country. There's still a huge political bias and the restrictions they have on us. Um, but, you know, we're together at least. It's it's a group. It's a family. All the Jan 6 Patriots, we pray together. We make, you know, meals together. And um, we're, we're in this battle together. So it's definitely a better environment than solitary confinement. But far cry from uh, what, what you made. Jake, you mentioned you're in prison in Alexandria and then over in DC. Uh, I was I'm just literally back uh, just days ago uh, from being in DC and Alexandria. And it's amazing. You walk around and you wouldn't know that there are many people like you who are locked away. Um, I think the, the Democrats, the system has done a great job in trying to hide away what they have done. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great point. Um, I think I guess we're like hidden right here in plain sight. We're you know just a few miles away from the United States Capitol. Um, outside my my small little cell window, I can see you know normal everyday life carry on. For me, it seems like such a uh, another reality. I mean, being here for two years and nine months now, um, and growing accustomed to you know the the prison lifestyle. I've been moved to 13 different prisons, 13 different locations since I was arrested 10 days after January 6, 2021. Um, and, you know, this uh, this new world I've had to adjust to is is very different. You know, um, when I'm not in the Jan 6 Patriot pod, when I'm in a general population, you know, with other actual criminals and convicted felons and very dangerous people, 
um, you have to really adjust and it's a whole different way of lifestyle. You're up, you know, as soon as the doors crack open, you're up at 6 a.m., you got to have your shoes tied on tight. You get out of your cell, you're working out, you're, you know, watching your back, you're taking your shoes with you to the shower, you're not getting caught in your cell alone, um, you know, and you have to maintain your integrity and maintain your Christian walk of faith. And, um, you know, God has supported and helped keep me safe through all of this, um, baptizing people in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, baptized eight men so far since I've been locked up, every single one of them awesome guys and um, leading Bible studies and just trying to walk this, this, this walk of persecution without um, uh, jeopardizing my moral fiber and my integrity um, and becoming some kind of, you know, uh, encaged animal like they're trying to make us, you know, prison kind of changes people, but um, you have to, you have to walk with Christ or else you will be totally drowned in, in the violence and the horrible atmosphere that is prison. And you will be changed permanently. Your your story kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Paul and Silas whenever they were uh, imprisoned uh, through no wrong of their own. That was simply for evangelism. You have been imprisoned for something which seems nothing. Uh, but again, you touched on your Christian faith. Can I ask just once again, you mentioned praying with other prisoners, baptisms. Um, th- your faith has not been diminished since you've been in jail. That's what I'm hearing from you. No, not, I mean, that is the understatement of the century. It's my relationship um, with Jesus Christ, uh, my my closeness with God's Holy Spirit, and my um, just absolute reverence and love of God in all ways, shapes, and forms has grown tremendously. Um, that silent, reflective time that you are forced to have when you're alone in your cell with the Bible and with God and with prayer and with fasting and with worship, that, that time that you spend getting to know him and, and revealing yourself to him and having him reveal himself to you is undescribable. The, the fellowship and the relationship closeness and the intimacy um, is, is the greatest, greatest gift of my entire life with the devil intended to destroy me and destroy the, a lot of the other January 6th political prisoners has in fact lifted us up and increased our faith and made us grow much stronger in the Lord and turned us into men of really resound um, conviction that does not falter or fade or tremble um, at all throughout this entire process. I've never had a single bad night, a night where I cried myself, but I've never had any of that. The, the prosecutors in Washington, D.C. Department of Justice, they want to try to destroy and break men and destroy their families and keep them away from their wives and their kids and, you know, mortgaged houses and impounded cars. But through all this, we know that we're serving a purpose, that God is not a God of random chance, that he is a God of orchestrated divine purposes and that we are serving him in this and that being persecuted for uh, righteousness sake is one of the greatest graces that you could ever, ever have in God's kingdom. And I'm really grateful for God for choosing me for this battle. Praise I, his name. Amen. He has given you strength to endure. Um, Could I ask you, some people may look at you and think, well, there's Jake. He was an activist. Um, he was involved politically and uh, kind of, he, he deserves some of it. But when I've talked to many people who were there, they simply were, they went because 
They wanted to see what was happening. They wanted to take pictures uh, out of curiosity because they were patriots. It wasn't any intention of anything past patriotism. Um, uh, you're just a, a normal, regular guy. That's kind of what I read about you. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the, the, the beauty of January 6th was it was a million unarmed American civilians simply there to support President Trump and maintain uh, the, the, the integrity of our election, saying that we, will, we do not stand, we do not consent to this stolen election. It was rigged. You know, there's no way possible that Joe Biden got 80 million votes, 10 more million votes than Obama, who was by far like the most superstar politician that the Democrats have ever had. There's zero percent chance that Joe Biden got, you know, 10 million more votes. Um, than, than Obama. So we were there just, you know, I was there in a, a business shirt. I had slacks on. I was in New York City the night before where I live at a business meeting, at a, at, a, at a very important business meeting that I had. I'm an entrepreneur. People there, the guys that I'm locked up with, a majority of them are veterans, Marine Corps, Air Force, Navy. These guys are, I mean, the salt of the earth. They're, they're electricians, plumbers, carpenters, roofers, school bus drivers, teachers, I mean, you name it, these are not, you know, this is not um, some type of organized, uh, you know, professional lobbyists or politicians or whatever. These are the heart and soul of America that's been locked up and been caught up in this. And, um, you know, that was one of the beautiful things about January 6th was the diversity and the wholesomeness and the humble, um, just regular everyday citizens that showed up to defend our country. Um, not with any violent means, but with peacefully protesting. And as the world well knows now and is learning every day, uh, the Capitol Police unlaunched, you know, a vicious attack on us. They murdered four unarmed American citizens. Um, none of the Capitol Police died that day. There were very little injuries. They really used all these chemical weapons on us, rubber bullets, steel batons, riot shields, um, chemical sprays and tear gas and all kinds of stuff on, you know, just a peaceful crowd. And they riled it up into, you know, into what you guys saw. And instead of backing down, we did as, you know, Americans do 1776 revolutionary. We didn't back down. We held our ground and, and, and we actually uh, made sure that we took them packing and running and hiding. Um, when they tried to come after us and kill us, we, we, uh, we sent them running for the hill, um, which I think was uh, uh, a symbol and that uh, the American people and that the world should look at and see that the American people are still strong. We won't back down to tyranny. Um, let me know that I don't like to point fingers, but certainly from this side of the Atlantic, from my uninformed position, I feel as though uh, the J6ers have been not necessarily abandoned, but it's not a topic that the Republican Party conservatives want to engage in. They're busy doing other things. And uh, what you're facing is an anomaly, something difficult that they just want to brush under the carpet. Um, what kind of support have you had from conservatives over there in the U.S.? Well, the, the everyday American conservative, I mean, the, the support of the January Sixers can never be understated. Um, we've received tens of thousands of personally myself have received nearly 10,000 letters since I've been locked up. Um, we, you know, have prayer groups that go on every night at 9 PM. Um, we have donation, uh, raising fundraising things, 
um, happening for us that are just outstanding the way that people show their love and support. And if anybody listening actually wants to support all the January Sixers in our legal battles, I started a legal fund that's helped out dozens of Jan Sixers and hundreds of families. So if you guys want to support that, just go to j6legal.org. That's the letter J number six, legal.org, and you guys can help out there. But more to your point of your question, which was, what about the establishment? What about the mainstream media? What about the congressmen and women, the senators, and the people that actually have power? Um, You're completely right in your assessment, Peter, that they have kind of tried to just um, brush it underneath the carpet and not talk about it as much. Like, for example, yesterday, uh, Enrique Tarrio, the the, the chairman of the Proud Boys got sentenced to 22 years in federal prison. That is 22 years, Peter. That is very serious time. That is what rapists and murderers, some of them don't even get that much time uh, at all. And it's, it's absolutely egregious. And if we really had a real conservative, real patriot um, Republican Party, which has been infected with a lot of um, half-hearted constitutionalists and, and people that um, just are going along to getting along to Washington, D.C. If we had a real Republican Party, there would be 100,000 people outside D.C. jail today protesting um, with senators and congressmen here that represent us and, and the districts that we're from, all these American citizens. Um, but they really have just fallen so short. It's so pathetic when you think about it, um, their, their stand on this, because, uh, you know, I think the everyday American, we have tens of millions of supporters want to see so much more from our congressmen, um, especially, uh, you know, those who have, you know, platformed and campaigned underneath Trump. We're Trump supporters. You know, Trump speaks about us often. Um, where are the people that are currently sitting in power? Where are they helping us out? They're not. Um, tell us again at j6legal.org. People can go and fund your fight um is that the support you've had from the public those small donations is that how you've been able to actually fight against system because a legal battle in the uk is expensive and in the us is even more expensive so tell us more about how people can support you and your fight yeah so the the, the j6legal.org um, organization that i put together is 100% transparent. Um, I run it here from my prison cell with a handful of volunteers on the outside that are just awesome people. And we do some hard-nosed negotiating with the attorneys here in Washington, D.C. We find some that lean more conservative and are more willing to help us out. And we're retaining attorneys to go to trial, um, to negotiate plea deals in some cases, to do appeal cases, because a lot of people have lost or taken pleas and um, they're not satisfied. So we're, you know, we're helping out people. We've um, currently pretty much run dry of our funds. We've helped out, I think, about 17 or 18 total January Sixers retain attorneys, fight their legal battles and stuff with uh, the money we've raised. And we definitely are in another season right now where we're relying on the people of the world, American people, our brothers and sisters across the pond in UK to help us out. So, you know, whatever God puts on your heart to support um, the brave January 6th patriots who stood up to defend the Constitution of America, to defend freedom worldwide, you know, as America goes, so the world goes. Um, please, you know, go to j6legal.org. And- you have one minute remaining. 
as you said, Peter, it's definitely not um, a cheap uh, a cheap fight. It's expensive. Lawyers cost money. Things cost money, and uh, we're doing the right things with it. And uh, you know, it's run by a Jan Sixer for the Jan Sixer, so um, definitely the best place you could put your money if you're looking to help uh, the January Six Patriots. Thank you for bringing that up. Jake, you, you mentioned j6legal.org, how individuals can help you uh, across the country. And I looked up the Give, Send, Go part of the website and people giving 25, 50, 100, 200 pounds. It's that grassroots support. I'm assuming, and tell me if I'm wrong, that the Republican Party have not given you and the J6ers a blank check to fund your campaign. How, how have they financially supported you as a party? Um, that, that has been non-existent. Um, it's been, uh, you know, disappointing, um, knowing that these are supposed to be our representatives from, you know, our home states, people that we voted in, that our communities voted in into power, um, and to see their, you know, their abandonment, um, has been really sad. There's been very few that have the goal to, um, stand up and to, you know, say, um, why is the FBI and the Department of Justice and the federal prosecutor has been weaponized in a, in a two-tier justice system? If you're a Republican or you're conservative or you're a Trump supporter, you get these ridiculous prison sentences, these biased D.C. jury pools. You get basically railroaded through the court system. Um, and if you're a Democrat and you've been rioting, you know, the summer of love, Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots uh, all 2020, and you've you know, burn down federal courthouses or attack police officers out in the streets of Seattle. Um, then you get, you know, just a community service desk ticket. And if you're a January 6th Patriot, you get, you know, 10, 14, 18 years in prison. Um, so it's been, it's been disappointing. The Republicans have fallen short of our expectations, but, um, I think that this is going to be a huge rallying cry, especially now that President Donald Trump himself has been arrested for um, his involvement, I guess he could say, with January 6th. Um, and he actually has uh, got the same charge that I got, uh, a 20-year maximum felony charge called obstruction of Congress that um, is very serious, and he's facing that charge now. So um, I actually wanted to update the audience about some Supreme Court action, the highest court of the land that is uh, revolving around me and Donald Trump right now. I filed in the Supreme Court, Peter. Yes, tell us more about that because we've seen Eric Tario, obviously, with his 22 year sentence. We've seen President Trump being indicted time after time again. Tell us about this Supreme Court because that is a, a move forward because I see it that many of you have been stuck in the system. And tell us more about the Supreme Court. So, uh, no problem. Yeah. So basically, just about two months ago now, um, my team, my legal team, put together by the J6 Legal Fund, um, was able to file a, a certification letter, it's called, but it's just basically a legal filing, to the Supreme Court on this obstruction of Congress charge. And what the filing really focused on um, is that the law code is being perverted and obfuscated and very... Um, widely, broadly used, basically, this particular law code, the 1512, and many others, um, to persecute the political opponents of the Democrat Party. And basically, you know, they have weaponized the law and used it to 
try to smash and quell and threaten and coerce and imprison uh, Republicans and Trump supporters. And that is kind of like a hallmark of a third world um, court system of a kangaroo court. Um, it doesn't happen in America. When one political party comes into power um, in, let's say, like, you know, Lebanon or, you know, Sudan or something like that, the first thing they do is they start to imprison and wipe out uh, all of the former political party leaders and, and supporters. And that's exactly what's happening in America right now. And that's so un-American. We're supposed to have a healthy, um, you know, political system here that's when one party's in power, they don't use their power to persecute the other party. Um, and that's what we're seeing happen to our law code. So that's what the Supreme Court filings really asking our uh, judicial branch to to work out here. Like, we need you to step in to um, basically stop this ridiculous persecution that the Democrats and uh, the executive branch are using to persecute uh, Donald Trump supporters. And Peter, this could be this is probably the largest Supreme Court uh, filing in recent memory because if we win in Supreme Court and we get this obstruction of Congress charge dropped, what they've charged hundreds of Americans with that are currently sitting in prison doing prison time for, and they charge Donald Trump with, it could be a, a massive clearinghouse for all the January 6th defendants that are sitting in prison and also keep Donald Trump himself out of prison uh, by dropping his charge that, that we win in Supreme Court. So this is huge. The political implications are massive. Um, and it couldn't come at a more, you know, ripe time because the 2024 elections are right around the corner. And, you know, um, if Trump is <laughs> imprisoned uh, while trying to run a campaign, that's not going to be good for the Jan Sixers or for this country. We need Trump back in office, badly. 100%. And the more they hit him, the more popular he becomes. And I kind of always thought, what you're facing and the rest of you in jail, uh, it would need Trump getting back in to the White House. Um, and that is, what, uh, 18 months away, 16 months, uh, if God allows that to happen, if the establishment led happen. But this Supreme Court seems to be a step forward. And to me, that's why it's exciting, because it seems to be there is hope before Trump could get back into the White House. Yeah, uh, God willing, you know, we're, we're the first Jan 16 to push our case up to Supreme Court. It's no small feat to file uh, your case in Supreme Court. It took a large legal team and it's very complicated, but, um, you know, very blessed by God to have the opportunity to stand and fight for the guys. And, um, you know, what is now a conservative leaning Supreme Court, which is uh, to our advantage now, they struck down Roe v. Wade, the abortion um, act. So, you know, we're, we have a big blessing coming our way if uh, God sees fit to grace us with his favor on this. That'll be huge. Um, and, you know, my, my guys in here were very excited for it because it's been mostly just one uh, bad uh, case after another with, you know, going to trial in Washington, D.C. These juries here, you know, 96 percent of D.C. residents voted Democrat in the last election and the election before and they hate January Sixers, they hate Donald Trump. And when they get into a courtroom to try to judge us fairly, it's anything but fair. Everybody's just been found guilty on all charges. And it's just like a Soviet style, like show trial. You're guilty before you even walk in the courtroom. So um, 
hopefully we get a win in, in a real courtroom that's not, you know, been tainted by this, you know, hatred for Trump, the Trump derangement syndrome, they call it here in America. Oh, yeah, it's it's alive and well. Um, and what you embody, not only in the J6 prisoners, but in MAGA itself is a patriotism and a love of country that goes against the establishment. Um, but can I ask you about in prison, uh, those working there, prison officers and others, um, even if the prison officers are 100% Democrat and hate Trump, hate you all, uh, yet they get to see you and they realize you're just human beings, that you're not angry, you don't hate. Um, What has that been like actually being there and the connections with those who work there? It's been it's been really spotty, and what I mean by that is I've had some amazing fellowship with some Christian guards, um, reading them the Bible, um, praying with them, um, and even some that are not American nationals either. In Washington D.C., about fifty percent or more of our prison guards are from Nigeria and Sierra Leone, and they're 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 foreigners that have come to America for a better way of life to become you know something greater. And they've ended up working in the Department of Corrections here. And they have a lot of respect for us. And they're great people. Um, God bless most of them. They're, they've been fantastic to us. Um, but then you have this other side. You have a lot of the Washington, D.C. residential guard um, that they have such a, a bias against Donald Trump that they actually kind of make it their goal to uh, torture us and, you know, be just overbearing and relentless um, in, you know, enforcing small bits of the code and, you know, locking us down and making sure this and that happens. And it's, it's definitely, they try to get underneath our skin. So we've, and, and DC jail in general, the Washington DC jail, we've been at war with them politically speaking we have a protest outside the D.C. jail that's been going on for over a year every single night. We've gotten deputy wardens fired. We've gotten um, the, the, the you know, department heads fired here. We've gone absolutely, you know, we've even had congressmen, a few of them, um, rarely come and visit us here. Marjorie Taylor Greene and former congressman Louis Gomer. Um, and uh, it's been it's been a battle. But uh, you just they they can't deny our character. We do not have fights in the pod um, for, for the most part. I mean, compared to D.C. jail, where multiple people usually die of stabbings per year on the other side of D.C. jail, our unit itself, there's no drugs. There's no nonsense. Everybody, you know, we have large Bible studies and prayer groups where you can tell that this is, I mean, a much different jail environment than anywhere else in America by far. It's peaceful. We love one another. We all get along. And, you know, the, the normal jailhouse scenario is just non-existent here because we live to a much higher degree. Our character, what we represent as conservatives, strong family values um, matter to us. And we live out that way every day. Jake, unless there's something else specific you want to share, I just want to uh, finish off, obviously, with helping you with the, the finances, j6legal.org, and also prayer. Maybe you'd like to let the viewers and listeners know how they can pray for you and your fellow inmates. A hundred percent. Yeah, just the last thing, uh, just been so graced, graced by God to have a voice in this movement and a voice for the, the 
over a thousand political prisoners now locked up. Um, if anybody wants to really stay in tuned and in touch with the January 6th movement, I currently run a podcast live from prison um, with the Gateway Pundit and Jim Hoff. He's been awesome to me and to the Jan Sixers. Um, and we have new episodes out every week. If you guys want to go and follow the Political Prisoner podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just type in Jake Lang into the search bar there and you can follow and subscribe and listen. Um, it's, it's been a great way to get our voice out. I had on General Flynn, who is a uh, you know former four-star general in America that's been a huge political leader. Then um, that one episode got way over 150,000 views. So my podcast has actually grown to be one of the leading like top 10 conservative podcasts in the country. So that's been a blessing. And um, if people really want to get involved and understand uh, the plight of the January 6th political prisoner, definitely that's a great resource to, um, to check out. So thank you guys for, you know, checking that out and helping us out financially too. The donations uh, matter so much to these families. People have basically all these guys are the breadwinners that all have wives and kids at home. And when they've been ripped out of their homes for years, the wives and the kids have struggled. They can't afford lawyers. They can't afford, you know, their mortgages and stuff. So every single little bit really matters to us. Um, and we appreciate you guys for going to j6legal.org and making donations. That's really awesome. And God bless you for that. But more than anything we need is prayer, right, Peter? I mean, everything that happens, uh, on this world, in this world, is orchestrated by God and through the heavenly realms, the angels that are fighting for us every day. So we need to lift up each other in prayer um, to shift the atmosphere and to change it in our favor. You have one minute remaining. So please pray for us. Um, We are really grateful for the prayers, uh, the families that have been destroyed by this uh, political persecution um, are appreciative of your spiritual, financial, every single type of support. So love you guys across the pond. Bunch of bunch of brothers and sisters over there in UK that write us letters. Um, shout out to the UK patriots that love Donald Trump and uh, love freedom and liberty. Uh, we love you guys too. Thank you so much, Peter, for having me on, brother. Thank you, Jake. And we'll certainly be praying for that Supreme Court uh, to make a proper decision. Uh, so we will I will and I encourage our viewers to keep you held up in our prayers. So thank you for joining us, Jake. Amen. God bless. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoak.org. Thank you for listening.